I'm Josie. And I'm Katie. And this is Something Spookish. That brings me to what this different kind of episode is about because I know we've been kind of throwing it out there like, hey, if anyone has a story they want to tell us, we want to hear it and we want to we want to talk about it. So, Josie, today I have for you our first ever story from another spooky spirit, a fellow spooky spirit story. All right. It's finally happening. I want to hear somebody's crazy story and like bless you and I'm sorry that you have a story but thank you and I hope I'm so excited girl it's all good um I'm I'm I feel very lucky to have gotten to talk to this person I'm gonna keep all the names out and I'm gonna I've thought of some new names just now that I'm like you know what I'm gonna need to think of a new name um but first Josie I need you to help me figure out what we're going to call these kinds of episodes. And I have, I'm going to throw some titles out there. Um, and my titles tend to be a little extra. So I want, I want you to <laughs> give me your feedback real quick. Okay, ready for number one? Throw it. Eerie Encounters. Ooh. Eerie Encounters. Ooh. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, an Eerie Encounters episode. Oh, and it has three E's. Done. <laughs> you're like and sold okay eerie encounter episodes that's that's what it is this is what it is now to share with you the eerie encounter that i've collected please last week i but every every once in a while um you know how sometimes you just you kind of end up getting along really well with someone right away mm-hmm. so that's kind of how this, that's kind of how this came to be with this Love person it. that I met. Love yes, it. yes. And I'm going to call them Sarah. How's that? Okay, I can remember Sarah. Thank you, Sarah. Okay. All right, I'm going to call them Sarah. You know who you are. All names have been omitted from this story for the purposes of confidentiality. <laughs> um okay so yeah we got together a couple times and she had some really cool past experiences that she was telling me about um she used to work in some spooky places and had run into uh some experiences that she couldn't explain and had some of those growing up and it was just really cool to talk about with someone and one of the things that we ended up talking about a lot is that you know it's hard to share these kinds of experiences with people because there's such a concern of being, you know, not believed or judged. judged. Uh Yeah. And so it was something that, you know, I really enjoyed getting to talk about with them. And so we talked about a bunch of different things. And I think I told you, I was, I was delighted because they said that they could see auras. Sarah said she can see auras. And I, think you and I have talked about in one of our previous episodes that we can't we've tried we can't do it I can't do I it I don't know I can't it's not happening. <laughs> I want to I can't um and so I asked I was like what color is my aura and she said that she she looked at me for 
for a moment and she was like, your aura is kind of like a salmon, peachy kind of hue. And I was like, this was before she had ever heard any of our episodes. And I was like, Sarah, that is what I have been told previously. Exactly. That's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. So I felt, um, what's the word? Like, a st- like completely amazed and shocked. Like, whoa. Yes. And like, um, what's the word? Solidified, confirmed. Oh. It was like a confirmation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, I am. The color. I am the color of peach. Thank you very much. So, yeah, we had a ton of fun just kind of hanging out and talking of spooky things. And, oh, my gosh, it was so much fun. I would love to do this more. And, you know, if... um just kind of like go around and talk to people and see if we can find some other spooky spirits and uh, collect some more eerie encounters because it's just the most fun. So what she kind of like put this under the category of was um, music and death. Okay. All right. Sarah is um, involved. She's done like fitness classes in the past and she's really active and athletic and when you put on classes like that you know you have to have music curated for the class right right she says that she you know a it's important to know that she never tries to manifest any of this stuff but what has happened to her more than once more than twice more than three times, more than four times, is that she would gravitate towards a certain artist um, and end up playing their their music in some of her classes. And, And then what would happen is that shortly after she had been gravitating towards that artist and playing their music in her fitness classes is that they would very shortly after that, end up passing away. What? Yeah. And, Hmm. like, sometimes the same day. That's interesting. And that sucks. Yeah. I know. And so what we kind of talked about, because I was like, I don't think you're manifesting any of this. I don't think you have to worry about, you know, if you play a song, is that artist going to die or that musician? But what I kind of think is that she's in tune with some things that are kind of going on in spaces that we can't see and that maybe she's just picking up on like a wave of energy that might be associated with an artist when it is getting close to their time and maybe she's just you know unconsciously receptive to that interesting i so that was kind of my thought Hmm. um so what happened with tom petty yeah, so she she started playing Aww. his songs, and then shortly after, he ended up passing away. It happened uh, with George Michael, where and she just was inspired to do a whole class with George Michael music. And the day after she did that class, he died. Wow. Um, the same thing happened with Aretha Franklin. Oh. And it also happened with Prince. And I think it also happened with Michael Jackson for her. So that is a lot. That's a lot. That's a, that's a full handful. Yes. I would call that a pattern. Like I said, I really think that she's just more in tune 
with different levels. You know, I think when people who are that well known throughout the world get close to their time, I I would be so curious to know like how many people potentially picked up on that right before that artist died and maybe if people had been playing their music more around that time for oh is it just like universal vibrations that people is it a whole bunch of people playing the universal vibrations or is it maybe like clairvoyant is that the future Uh, like mediums Um, like clairvoyant energy i think is sight is like being able to see What's, what's being able uh like some sort of like very light being able to tell future energy or pick up on future energy i don't know oh the four clairs of intuition okay here we go that's what i'm looking for um so there is clair audience which is where you hear like someone talking in your mind or just like a word that'll come through or things like that okay so clair audience there's clairvoyance, which is, it's like a synonym for psychic, but it's just, but, it, but really, and we use, so we use it as a synonym for psychic, but really it's just one of the four uh, clairs that a psychic uses. So I guess a psychic kind of has all four of these typically. Okay. A clairaudient message you would hear, a clairvoyant message you would see like as a, like an image in your mind. Mm-hmm. And it usually comes as a, as a metaphor. Um, then there is clairsentience, which uh, messages come through as feelings, and it's the most common of the four clairs. Okay. And this is also it's saying like a being good at tuning into your gut instinct. I could see that, but like when I yeah watch or have seen mediums picking up on like dust states and the feeling of that, that makes sense. It says it's the most common, and I would hope so, because I think most people can tune into their gut and should be able to tune into their gut. Trust your gut. So we're all, we've all got some Claire in us. Um, and then the last one is clairognizance. It's when our brains get an immediate download from our intuition. And it's saying, like, how do I know if one of my... Clients' parents had narcissistic tendencies, or how do I know if, like, someone, like a friend's child, is very sensitive? I don't know. That one's kind of confusing. Understanding someone's mental kind of. I hone in on subconscious blocks and old wounds that are holding the client back. Interesting. So it, it keeps talking about like this in terms of like a client, but but no future stuff. I, I think eh? it's just it's not future stuff. So the clairognizance is like just kind of knowing complex information it seems like clairsentience uh with a big boost so none of those are really future stuff but i think clairvoyance would probably be the closest to being able to be future seeing sorry i i was like ooh, this is a fun tangent so i decided to go down that rabbit hole so this is gonna come into play a little bit later at the very end of the story but around the end of 2021 Sarah had a pretty harrowing encounter. Okay. So she was doing an evening session with a couple of clients at a fitness center. They were wrapping up for the night. And um, so it was her and two female clients for the fitness center. And one of them, one of the women 
was ready to go. She she left the fitness center and she was walking to her car. When she got to her car in the parking lot, there was a man who was clearly on drugs at the fitness center parking lot uh. and he started threatening her. No. Go away. Yeah. He was being, he, he was like clearly out of it. He was clearly on something and was definitely threatening violence towards this woman. So she ran back inside the fitness center, mm-hmm. told Sarah, and right away they locked the door and Sarah got ready to call the police because this was clearly very, a big issue. So we're jumping right into it. So shit's going down quickly. I would be freaking horrified. I'm so scared. Yeah. And the way that the fitness center was that she described was like there were big windows that were facing the parking lot. So they could see the man from the fitness center. But the problem is that this guy could also see them. So what Sarah did was she shut off all the lights. Smart. Good call there. And so she went into one of the rooms where she like was trying to like see if she could still see him and then she started calling the police he started coming closer to the fitness center ah like no i'm so mad like why are people so weird i just got off of work i just want to go home Uh, it's like it's uh, late like the feeling of just like like what that like what the hell is gonna happen what am i dealing with here right and it's like what are you gonna do man like and, and and she could tell just by looking at him and like the kind of erratic motions that he was making that he was on some kind of potent drug. You could just tell when someone has ill intentions. The fact that he was coming closer to the fitness center wasn't helping. And I think he had like a crowbar in his hands. He had some kind of large piece of metal that he had been like brandishing at the woman in the parking lot and like was the whole reason that she ran back inside so he still had this thing in his hands as he was coming closer to the fitness center sarah was looking at him Mm -hmm. and she didn't think that he could see her because she had turned off all the lights and i think she was kind of hidden but all of a sudden he looks her dead in the eye no at this point she's calling the cops he's close enough to the fitness center and he's now seen her that he approaches the window closest to her and he smashes the window. No, get the out of here. Leave me alone. Yep. No. So, yeah, at this point I'm like, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, my God. You're dead. You're dead. You're dying. You're dead. It's fine. If you're going to smash the window to a building or a car or whatever, like clearly you don't give a fuck and you're about to murder someone. That is a good point. I don't know. Or you're just, you're on drugs and you've lost Freaking your mind. Crazy. And or you're like, yeah, you're like super high and you're like, I wonder what it would feel like to smash this window. Oh my gosh. Well, so, but he was clearly crazy, crazy and aggressive. And, and he smashed the window because he saw Sarah and was trying to get after her. And fuck you guy. Fuck you. She runs to, they, they had kind of a, kind of a panic room she was like i can't believe i remember this but there was a certain room in the fitness center that we were told to go to in the event of an emergency and it was their washroom so her like survival instincts kicked in and she was able to grab the other two women because there was the other client who had still been in the building with her and then the woman who had been outside so she grabbed both of them 
told them to run to the washroom. They were able to get there as this guy is climbing through this broken oh ass God, window. You warrior. Oh my gosh. I like I don't I don't know what I would do. I don't know what I would do. But Sarah was on it. So they get to the washroom, they're able to lock it, and then she starts trying to like barricade it with whatever she can pull in front of it. But then she's also barricading it with her own body because she said that what kind of happened was she was like this is obviously my time to go, but damn it if he's going to get to these other two women. Like, I am going to take this guy down. Wow. And uh, I love you. Holy cow. Oh, my gosh. She is amazing. And she was just ready to take on the psychopath who had a crowbar and God knows what else. And she's still on the phone with dispatch. And so she's telling them, I think he's in the hallway. I can hear him smashing things. At the same time that this is happening... She's her son uh, was on. She knew that he was on his way to the fitness center to pick oh, her up. No, 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 yeah. no. So she's texting him saying, do not pick me up. Do not come here. Like just the do do not. And I don't know how she had the frame of mind to be barricading the door, being on the phone with dispatch, like tracking this guy's motions, like based on where she can hear him smashing shit. And then texting her son to be like oh by the way please don't yeah stay as far away from this area as you can wow and trying to make sure her two clients are okay who are both petrified in the washroom with her so she like i said she said she was ready to fight and die to take this guy down and she was the closest one to the door but she said there was a moment where she looked back to her two clients and like they're all like they're three women her and the and her two clients, and they're just terrified. But these two ladies start looking for anything that they can use against this guy, and they end up grabbing two. Each of them grab a spray bottle that has bleach in it because they're like, if he comes through that door, we're gonna light him up in the face with this bleach oh, and like hell try to yeah, yeah. So she's like, yeah, we're gonna fight. Like we're gonna we got this as much as you possibly can be with a psychotic murderer. In your in the hallway outside of your barricaded washroom, Mm -hmm. amazing humans, all of them, and the whole time she thinks that he's still in there, that he's still in the fitness center smashing stuff up, and he had been, but at some point he ends up exiting the fitness center to go to the ice cream store that is right next door, and somebody's on drugs, and there is a sixteen-year-old working at the front counter who's by themselves. Oh no. Sarah had no idea because she still thinks that he's in the fitness center with them and she's still trying to barricade the door. She has no idea that he's gone next door. Thankfully, the 16-year-old who is working next door had been able to escape out the back. Nice. Okay. Yeah. That's a relief. I was so relieved because I was like, oh my God, they died. But they didn't. They're fine. They escaped. Again, good, quick thinking. Everybody involved in the situation was really pretty smart. And that doesn't always happen. So very, very good. The crazy thing is that the police, the dispatch that she was on the phone with, I think there was a specific female officer that she was talking to this whole time. And this officer was familiar with the person, uh, the man who had broken the window and entered the facility. Okay. Yeah, like as as soon as Sarah started describing him and started describing what was happening, the police knew exactly who it was. 
Would you okay. like to know why? I, I want to know why. Because he had just been released from jail two hours earlier. Oh, this guy. Ugh. Yeah. Wow. And it had been from the, um, I don't want to say the psych ward, but like whatever the mental health support area of the jail was, that was the area he had been in. And he just had been released. Okay. Well, that's that's no good. That's no good. No, no good. He wasn't, clearly he wasn't ready to be released and was really horrifying. So literally two hours before attacking another set of people, he had been locked up. That just goes to show you our, our, our big amount of love and investment and care into mental health. I know. I'm so curious what the circumstances were around his release. Because I, I don't think that had been the first time he had been arrested for this either. The other crazy thing for Sarah is that I'm going to do a quick aside. I'm going to do a quick aside. It had just been a very crazy week for her in particular. Because that Sunday, she had gone to um, a rec center, a different rec center within the city. She went to swim and the heaters in the pool weren't working. So because of that, she went back to the locker room and there was um, a girl sitting on the bench in the locker room. And the girl said to Sarah, like, hey, I really like your swimsuit. And she said, oh, you know, thank you. And Sarah noticed a small cut on the girl's forehead. who's like in her, in her early 20s. She didn't really, she, she, she noticed it like enough to be like, oh, I wonder if she needs a Band-Aid or something, but didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, And she went to the back, and then she realized she forgot something, so she came back to where her locker was, which is where the girl was. The girl was face down, spread (gasps) eagle. Yeah. Uh, And I don't know what had happened, but she... Something, like, some medical failure, I don't know. And this, (gasps) this young girl, too, in her 20s. So Sarah immediately starts performing CPR and starts screaming for someone to come help. And so one of the lifeguards hears her, comes to help, and helps uh, perform CPR. So they're, like, trying to partner in getting this girl to breathe. They can tell it it starts helping because the girl vomited. Oh, good. um, Which I guess means that she's getting, Mm -hmm. right? That's a good thing, right? Yeah. And But then she also started convulsing. Oh, no. And she went in and out of consciousness. She went through these convulsion episodes several times. They kept performing CPR on her, and luckily paramedics were able to get there and take the girl to the hospital. Sarah doesn't know what ended up happening with the girl, because I think that is really hard to get information. Right, strangers. That same week, someone had broken into her house. What? So there had been these big, gigantic events in her life. One after another after another. So I think it was that her, the order of events was that her house had gotten broken into. Luckily, no one was home. Neither of her sons were home. And there was kind of a cool, like, really serendipitous story about that. We don't have time for that today. So that had been the first thing that happened that week. The second thing that had happened that week had been her having to try to save this girl. So that's insane. Like, even just one of these events in, like, the entire span of my life would have been traumatic. And now Sarah's in this washroom trying to defend her and her two people from getting murdered by the psychopath. Dude, fuck me up. Is it a new moon or something? 
A full moon, perhaps? What the hell? It's a bad moon. It is the wrong kind of moon for this week. So, and I know bad things happen, are supposed to happen in, like, groups of threes, but I'm like, can't just one of these be classified as severe enough to count for... A plus two? Multiple. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> all right. So that was the aside of, like, all the crazy shit that had been going on that week. Oh, you poor thing. You, ah, uh, you're badass. Yeah. Oh, my God. So Sarah's amazing. The police end up apprehending this guy, and... No one has no one's been hurt. He didn't end up being able to luckily get his hands on anyone because who knows what he would have done. Um, he was clearly acting violently and it was a really scary situation. And she had said when we were talking, she's like, when he locked eyes with me before he smashed the window, she said that she just got filled with dread and that he looked at her like he was going to kill her. Yeah. Oh, so, baby Ren. No, uh, yeah. No. Dear sweet Jesus. Um, but they all ended up being okay besides, you know, being horribly traumatized. Physically, though, they were fine. Um, she ended up getting the name of the man who attacked her. I'm going to call him Sean. Okay. We don't like him. And we don't like Sean. But... And um, the other two women didn't want to have anything to do with the um, court dates that were going to come up because they ended up filing a police report. And I think it was just so traumatizing that they didn't want to have to deal with reliving that in order to go through the court dates. But Sarah, she was willing to go to these court dates and try to tell her part of the story for what had happened. It was really frustrating because... The weird thing was that she wasn't angry about what happened. She said that she really felt like he was not evil. You're, it takes a big person. So for what happened that night, he got eight felony charges. Eight felony charges? He got eight felony charges. Wow. And then he made his bail. No, dude, fuck you. You don't deserve to be out wandering with humans no thank you no you're out he doesn't and then after he made his bail i don't think i wrote this down but i remember her telling me that he got arrested again in a couple of cities over for the exact kind of similar shit like just terrorizing okay another woman yeah say anymore really no no bail for you bitch at this point, hopefully they locked him up. I think he did end up getting ridiculous, put in a safer place for society. And what kept happening was the court dates kept getting pushed back. So Sarah would have to, she would have the date coming up for, I guess, what I think what it's called is an arraignment. Mm-hmm. Um, and she would have to become mentally prepared every single time. These dates would come up because to face an asshole she would have to you don't want to see either, right? Exactly, uh. like to face your attacker, and it kept getting. She would she would get there and it would get canceled, and she would get there and it would get canceled, and she would get there and it would get canceled. She kept having to go through this. You know, I love being fucked by strangers. I also love being fucked by my government. 
Yes. Isn't that just the loveliest? That's the cherry on top of what I needed during this rough time. Yes. It's just to be continuously re-traumatized. Mm, Thank you so much. Mm, I'm uh, disappointed. And do you remember what I told you in the beginning about the music? Yes. The kind of the strange things with music that would happen with her? So the date of the arraignment finally comes around. And it was like July of, um, I think, this year. So it was like really, really recently. And because it had put been pushed back so many times, she was supposed to be teaching a fitness class that morning. And the arraignment was supposed to start at, at 8.15 a.m., okay? And she was like, I am just going to finish teaching my class that day in the morning because it's probably just going to get pushed back anyway. And she was like, I'm just not going to. She, she was still going to go. Yeah. But like, she was who still cares gonna go, if but I'm she was late. Gonna be late. Whatever. But yeah. Like, who gives a shit? This is the one time that it's going to. I'm mad. Well, so here's what ended up happening. She is. It's a cycling class that she's teaching. I think she's decently close to uh, the students in her class or the, the folks that are cycling in there. And so she said, you know, I. I do need to go to this arraignment. It's going to be at 8.15, but you know what? It's more important right now for me to be in this class here with you. Um, and that's just, this is where I need to be right now. I will go afterwards. It'll be okay. But, you know. Love that. Know your, trust your yeah. gut. So they're doing the cycling class and there's a break in the music. At the moment that there's a break in the music, Someone says, Sarah, it's 8.15. Your court is starting. And so Sarah looks at the clock, and then the next song starts playing. Hmm. And the song that starts playing, she gave me the exact song and the artist, but I can't provide it because that I, I need to keep the name um, confidential. But it was, um, I think, a, like a 90s group. And... The name, it's a really well-known song. Like, I knew it as soon as she started telling me what the song was. And the title of the song was the name of that guy. So, what? in this scenario, the name, it was like a really well-known song that would have been named Sean. Huh, yeah. interesting. And she was like, it is not... This song is not. She was. Uh, she had like a Spotify playlist. Not on my list, babe. Like, I, I don't. It was not where on the her list. Fuck did this come from? No, it like it had. There was no reason for like the algorithms to bring up that kind of song. It was so different from the music that she had been playing for that class. That's and so, so at crazy. the exact moment, yes, that that class that the arraignment was supposed to be starting. That guy's name came up in a song at that moment. So then what'd she do? So she finishes her class and she was like, it really, really bothered me because she had had all those experiences previously with music and, you know, those the artists passing away and just those kind of weird serendipitous things. Mm -hmm. um, and she's like, that, that's just a very strange connection. Like, Who is she looking after me? What's going on? Right. Like, does it have to do we have <laughs> like what is going on? So she she goes to court after her class and she waited 
and she she's not seeing this guy. She keeps not seeing this Sean guy. He's late. He's not showing up. Eventually, he does show up. Wow. Thanks, yes. Sean. So, yeah. So finally, she gets to address him, address the court. The judge asks her to come up and give her statement. And she said, because like I told you, she's not mad. She doesn't think she's evil. Here's what she tells the judge. She says, I don't think that this man is good at coping. And the way that he does cope isn't safe for the community. Which I thought was a very measured way. Yeah. To say it. And like because she's right. Selfless, logical, a realistic warning. But damn, also having to be like, yeah, I can take away my emotions and not, you know, bleed into them and also hold a really realistic. Because I feel like if you were just to go crazy and be like, blah, scare this guy's awful, they wouldn't take, like, maybe they would doubt you a little. But to just yeah. be like, you know, this guy doesn't know how to cope. I think I really do think that the community would be at harm. Uh, I think that's a very wise and selfless maneuver. Dang. I I agree. And what she ended up saying, because he didn't, he didn't get prison time for what? Fuck you, guy. For those you like eight felonies. Should. Yeah. Wow. No, the, the judge ended up giving him two years of probation for what happened. And so what she said about it was that she doesn't think that what she said to the judge, because clearly the judge gave him some mercy and didn't treat him like he was evil. But I, he also didn't treat this guy, this Sean guy, like he was a threat to society, which I would argue he is. Yeah. What Sarah says is she she doesn't think that what she said changed the opinion of the court. Instead, gave Sean an opportunity to hear that she understood that he was coping with some of his own issues and that he wasn't evil and that he was trying to cope. And that's the way he ended up doing it. Like whatever it was, like his drugs or whatever it was that he was on. He ended up apologizing to her very sincerely. Okay, a little bit of humanity. That's that's a nice thing to hear. And she feels like the way that she addressed the court at least opened up the space and in a way where he he was able to apologize in a sincere way. And I think that's really beautiful. Wow. Amazing. Like the music. The pattern, screw this guy, but the, I, I, I would, I hate people. I hate people I that do bad things. They're so dangerous. But uh, also, like, people thank you for for being human and being able to reflect and yeah. for actually being like, able to apologize. And for this beautiful woman of a warrior just holding steady and true and strong the entire time deserves her wine at the end of the day every night i agree holy cow when she finished telling me the story like we we talked about too like this is 
the fact that this guy apologized is really good. And it's definitely something that's like more for him. Like Sarah really gave him the opportunity to kind of look inward at himself. And she felt like the, the apology was genuine. And, and I think that's a really good outcome in this particular story, because I know that there are a lot of instances out there where the apologies are not sincere. Right. Um, it's like a slap in that, the face instead. It is. And that, or that, you know, the person who has committed a violent act like this, you know, not evil, but like maybe, yeah, maybe kind of evil, maybe malicious, like not coping, just like wanting to Feed wanting, wanting to inflict damage mm-hmm. on others. Yeah. And she doesn't think that that was why he did what he did. I could I could definitely see lost and, and unable to cope and 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 broken. And and I'm just so glad that she didn't get hurt because because of her quick thinking, she was You saved honestly lives. able to she did. She she potentially saved three lives that night. Amazing. That Yeah. And I love knowing that there's people in the world like that and Dear God, may I be lucky enough to be to be near one of them if shit ever hits the fan. I know. I just I hope to like not be in such a frightening situation, but you really find out what you're made of. And, and Sarah, Sarah Sarah's like, got it. I am it. I'm made I of it. I got it, yeah. I did it. I passed life. I got. It. I did it. Challenges accepted and conquered and the lame thing is like challenges keep coming too which is not fair they do they never they never stop i feel very lucky to i've been able to sit down with her and have her tell me such a positive perspective makes life a lot better when you look that way i think the way that she moved through it was with a lot of she she approaches life with a lot of grace and a lot of acceptance and patience and She's not saying that life is beautiful and perfect and no one, you know, you know, no one's going to hurt you. But she's like, you know, shit happens and you just have to navigate it the best way that you can for yourself. Uh, Will you please tell your friend, like, amazing and may she have many blissful years of just peace and badassery. Indeed. And I think she will because... That's exactly the kind of person person that she is. So um, I'm so grateful to have been able to hear this story and share this story. And um, I hope this is the first of many stories. And An eerie encounter. I think that qualifies as an eerie encounter if oh, I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. One thing that I am, I do know that's on her the horizon is um, we're going to have some, some campfire stories coming up. Exactly. After our camping trip this weekend, which I'm really excited about. A few offshoot episodes for for some spice and some funness. And with that being said, if you have an eerie encounter experience that you would like to share with us, you can email us at somethingspookish at gmail.com or share it with us on our Instagram or our Twitter. Until next week... Stay spooky.